0: Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Youth Vibes. Today we'll be discussing the topic, Toxic Masculinity. And to do justice to this topic, we have with us in the studio, our daddy, Uncle Nath Madu. And our hosts for today are Miracle Joshua and Team Liman. Enjoy.
1: Okay, so talking about toxic masculinity, Uncle Nath, so... When you hear the word masculinity, what does it mean to you?
2: It's a scary word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just kidding. Uh, Masculinity comes from uh, that attribute of being manly, okay, being strong, you know. And I think there's usually a difference between perception of that word and what the word really is supposed to be like, you know. Perception is sense that um, I think people tend to believe that if you are masculine, you are macho, you know, you have yeah, muscles, you have muscles and, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. And if you talk about that, I don't qualify size wise. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, but then I think when we talk about that, really, we're talking about that attribute of being a true, whole and complete man. I think that is the k- kind of concept I'd like us to look at.
1: Okay. Masculinity. So do you think masculinity in itself is toxic? If yes, why? If no, why not?
2: Well, uh, in itself, it's not. Okay. But it can become toxic, just like Mm -hmm. anything else. I mean, even food, when you cook food, leave it alone. After a while, it, it gets toxic, right? because certain things act on it and it's no longer suitable for consumption. So the same thing when we talk about masculinity is ordinarily it's not something bad, but depending on what interacts with that particular attribute in our lives, it could become something that is no longer fit for use in the sense in which it was designed to be originally. In other words, if we allow other variables to come in to destabilize what it is supposed to be then it turns out to be something else which is not desirable at all and in that sense it becomes harmful so yes masculinity in itself is not evil it's not bad but some other things can corrupt it and when it becomes corrupted then it tends to carry with it the negative tendencies that anything bad would have yeah
0: okay
2: yeah um about the whole toxic masculinity
0: thing yeah. Well, I know things that have the word toxic are not meant to be good. Right. But do you feel there is a reason why most men go towards the
2: toxic side of masculinity? Incidentally, I don't think anybody set out to want to be toxic. Mm. Okay? Because, I mean, think of yourself. Would you like to hang around someone who is toxic? Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, nobody really would. You know, so I, I don't think any man, okay, would ordinarily set out to be toxic because it's bad. Mm. Okay, And even people who are toxic themselves, they are not happy mm-hmm. about the state in which they are living in because of the repercussions, the effect it has not only on people around them, but even on they themselves. Okay. Okay? So it's not something good. It's not something nice. And I don't think anybody will just deliberately say, okay, I'm masculine. Mm-hmm. Now I want to become toxic. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that normally would happen except that person is really uh, uh, somebody who is a psycho kind of person uh, <laughs> then, of course, because we know that people who are not normal. Okay, mm-hmm. But outside uh, that extreme case, if you are talking about normal everyday uh, man, uh, yeah. no man would, in his, on his own uh, would want to be toxic. So I don't think men would ordinarily gravitate towards being toxic. Okay. But there are some things within society that men tend to conform to okay and in the process of trying to conform to that they develop those toxins yeah true. okay so if you look at it that way and say okay because they desire to be those things and in their pursuit of those things they become toxic okay yeah we might look at it that way but ordinarily nobody wants to be toxic okay yeah but then how what do you say about someone
0: that is toxic but then doesn't know he's toxic like in the society today there are some people that they may do something bad, but then they don't really know it's bad. All in the name of, I'm a guy, I feel is like a
2: standard in the society. So what do you say about such people? Well, the, the thing is that a lot of people do things and not knowing what they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, one of the reasons basically is the fact that nobody is born a man,
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay? And maybe if we look at, uh, at that, it would help explain a few things the first person who came as a complete man is Adam behind. Besides Adam, no other man came as a complete man. Mm-hmm. You start from being a child, then you yeah. grow up to becoming a young adult. then you grow up to become a man. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a, a lot of people have gone through a process that, bring, that brought out a finished product that is not exactly up to specification, so to say. okay? Mm-hmm. The idea specification being what is God's intention? you know, concerning us as men. So you now discover some people have grown up in an environment where they've accepted some kind of norms, in quotes. I say in quotes because they are not really normal. But within the context of their growing up, they saw it as being normal. And they, they, they leave it out, mm-hmm. okay? So when they leave those things out, they don't even know that what they are doing is not even acceptable. Mm. Okay, because of the uh, environment within which they've grown up, those things are acceptable. So yes, indeed, there are some people who are doing things they think is the right thing to do. That's the way to be a man. But really, it's not the right way to be a man. And I dare say there are a lot of them, even in the church. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so
0: let me ask another question. Mm -hmm. What traits will you consider to be masculine and what ones will you consider as being toxic? Okay.
2: I guess it's like asking what is original, what is counterfeit? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because once something is not the original, of course, is the Mm -hmm. counterfeit. The the degree to which uh, uh, one is toxic Mm. is relative. Okay. And let's start with what I believe should be the ideal man. Okay. what? should be a man that we can if we look up to this man we say okay yes this is a man that is a replica that we can reproduce and say we will have that we have good men around Mm. and i think once again it goes back to god's intention okay because when the first creation was done when man was created god stamped his image on that product certified it as good. Indeed, after creation, we are told that God looked back, right? Mm-hmm. And everything that he created was very good. Not just good, very good. Mm-hmm. And that's not by my standard, not by your standard, by God's own standard. That's a very high standard, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then because of what happened, we all know what uh, has happened to man. We're falling from the estate where we're supposed to be. We're not performing at the level God expects us to be. But the ideal still is that we return to that initial plan. Mm. That, that's God's plan for every man. Okay. And when we return to that plan, that is when we find full fulfillment of what God expects us to do as men. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would say about a man who is really a man that we can look up to is a man who is authentic, okay. authentic to who you are meant to be. Who did God design you to be? Mm-hmm. And if you are authentic to that design, that is the real man. And then, of course, we have to now take that real man against the backdrop of what God designed him to be. Okay. And because we are all fallen, okay, when we come back to God, it takes a time of growing, maturing, and, as, and getting closer and closer and closer to the image that God has for each one of us. Mm-hmm. So for all of us, there's room for growth. There's room for development. Okay. So that ideal man by our being authentic, seeking to be that person that God wants us to be, then we grow into that image. But apart from that, we also allow ourselves, okay, to develop the attributes, the qualities. Because there are so many attributes and qualities that this man should possess, mm-hmm. Okay. Apart from being authentic, what are the qualities that you expect from that kind of a person? One of the, the myths going around is, is the fact that they say, look, men don't cry, you know, men are tough, <laughs> you know, you just keep everything inside. Mm-hmm. Well, in some sense, there's a reason why you want to keep your head when everybody's losing the head around you. That's true, okay? But to deny the fact that we as men have feelings and should be able to express those feelings it's not wrong it's not right it's wrong okay so and part of being authentic means also admitting to that fact that yes even though we are men we also have emotions Mm. You know, I, I, I remember particularly for myself growing up, you know, uh, you're you not allowed to cry. You know, you cry, <laughs> They say, oh, stop, stop crying. Oh, you cry like a girl, you're not a girl, you know. So even though <laughs> you, you feel, you, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, we grew up learning to say that, no, I, I won't cry, I won't cry, even though the burden is there. there. Mm. But we need to let out those things. We need to allow ourselves to express those things and relieve ourselves of tension. I believe one of the reasons why women live longer than men, I'm not talking scientifically now, but <laughs> it's because they're able to cry, they're able to express themselves, they let mm-hmm. out the steam, they, you know, they get relieved. Meanwhile, we are keeping everything in. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man. But one of the things is that we must be authentic to our feelings also. Okay? That does not make us any less men by admitting the feelings we have. Mm-hmm. And do you really know what? Even as men, it's really not correct to say we don't admit our feelings. So how come men get angry?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good one. (laughs) That's a
2: feeling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's a feeling. So how come we begin to believe that, okay, fine, if you get angry, you fight, you know, then you are Mm. a man. But if you express feeling of tenderness, Mm. of kindness, you are not a man. Mm, You're not a man anymore. (laughs) Mm. Okay. So I think it's just misplacing priorities. And in the wrong things. Yeah. Okay. So we become authentic when we really, really accept who we are and we live and we respond in our daily lives to that feeling or those feelings that we have. So that's just one of those things that we will talk about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um. Okay
1: there's this phrase that is normally um said to men they tell you to man up man up every small thing man up like mm-hmm. what does that phrase mean and like like the instance you gave that men don't cry mm. they'll tell you to man up mm. stop being a girl stop being a woman so what does that phrase <laughs> man up mean
2: okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> okay. let me add to that question yeah go so ahead So the
0: man up issue now is yeah. it helpful
2: okay or is it just like blab? Okay, let me tell you a short story. Uh, we have a grandson, Nolan. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nolan is just five. Okay, he turned five, five uh, a few months ago. Do you know as way back as when he was about four, you know, when he goes to school and the mother is dropping him off in school, she doesn't want the mother to hug him back at home it's okay but in school (laughs) you know because he feels I'm a boy you know so you you, I mean for mommy to be hugging me I mean you are not being a a big boy kind of a thing Mm. you know and uh, who taught him that (laughs) this under four I mean under five he was already beginning to have a feeling I he's learning from someone in school older than him that if you are a man you are a boy, a strong boy, a big boy. You don't just stand around your mommy to wrap his, her hands around you. No, mm-hmm. you are not being strong. So this I learned and that's where that phrase comes from. Unfortunately, unfortunately, even as parents, sometimes we make that mistake of telling young boys to say, hey, come on, behave like a boy,
1: mm-hmm. be a man. Be a
2: okay. And when they're telling you to be a man, they are trying most of the time to de- deny you the opportunity of being authentic to who you really are
0: yeah. mm.
2: and that's why we get it messed up okay so asking me another way of people talking about being a man you know i'm sure you'll have had stories you, you are not married but you 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 hear, have had stories of women who tell their husband be a man
1: you <laughs> see your You see your mates. You <laughs> see
2: the kind of cars they are driving, see the house they' are living in. Be a man. It's, it's an extension of that, that expression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it starts very early, but it goes until people become fathers and grandparents. Mm-hmm. People are still putting pressure on them to be who they really are not. Mm-hmm. I remember that thing I said uh, earlier about being authentic to who we really are.. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does it mean when they say be a man? They've created an image.
1: Of who a man Of who a
2: perfect man should be. That guy who doesn't cry. That mm-hmm. guy who is strong. That guy who can face the lion and everything. That guy who can terrorize every other person. Then they wanted to fit into that structure. And for various people that ideal may differ but usually that is the that is the feeling okay mm-hmm. or you even talk about young girls when i talking, okay, ah, ah, my my, my boy is a real guy then when you check that person out what are the things they are talking about oh he's a kind of a hawk he's handsome he's had the six pack and all those mm-hmm. things but those things don't make a man mm-hmm. okay they are nice though. i'm not i wish i have to <laughs> pack myself i don't anyway you know those things are nice in themselves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those are not the, up, or the, the, the the absolutes. Those are like the icing on the cake. If they come, fine. If they don't, the cake is sit there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So th- when they ask you to be a man or act like a man or be a boy, I think we are asking people not to be authentic to who they really are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help. Okay. So
0: I also want to add, are gender roles, like, are they learned or are they inherited? Like... For example, if you're a boy now, Mm. you said that boys are meant to be, like, strong, all these kind of things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, just how the society makes it look, boys are just meant to have that strong nature and all. They're just meant to, like, live their lives and things like that. While girls are, like, the calm people, the the ones that care for people and things like that. So, are they learned
2: or are they being inherited? I think both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've had stories of uh, men who've given their husbands quite a good beating. You know, so, <laughs> so those are instances, and I'm not joking. I- I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Those are cases of men, the women who are even stronger physically than mm-hmm. their husbands. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. but I think uh, physiologically, even though I'm not a medical person, on the average, mm-hmm. I think men tend to have more energy, physical mm-hmm. strength. You know, to be able to do stuff. That that is that is understood, and that is God given that is something you grow up with. Okay. Mm. So yes, that is natural is physical. We develop that way. And I think women also have some kind of inherent tendencies that they are born with, mm. you know, and, um, they tend to be more, uh, on the side of being compassionate or being, uh, even by structure, the build, they are softer and you know, that's okay. But then there are some other things that I also learned. Okay, yeah. For example, when I tell people that in my house everybody cooks, they say, including the boys? I say, yes, including <laughs> the boys. Unfortunately, I'm the guinea pig because I get to eat every kind of junk this cooked. <laughs> whether it's okay or not. And uh, In fact, initially, after going through living with uh, uh, young girls, growing, I thought I've, I'm done. But now we have younger boys, uh, younger men staying in the house, and I'm going through that process all over again, whether it's not too good. But the thing is this. There are rules that God has given every person in terms of relationships, fine. But remember, what I keep telling people is that we are told that wives are supposed to be helpmates, right? Yes. Okay, so if you are helping me do something, whose responsibility is it to start with?
1: Yeah, it's yours. It's mine, right? Mm -hmm.
2: Now, I I know some men will want to kill me for this, but (laughs) even cooking is your job to start with. Somebody's just helping Mm -hmm. you do the job. Sweeping the house, sir, is your job. Your wife is just helping you do the job. So, basically then, when I'm raising children, I should raise them in such a way that they can fit into that kind of a Christian home Mm. where the man, as strong as he is, as rugged as he is, Mm. is able to do also the simplest of things and be able to do the softest of things. So yes, there are roles that are God-given, there are roles that are learned, and there are roles that are reinforced Mm. by parents, by the community, by the society. Mm. So I think for us as Christians particularly, because I'm I'm talking from that uh, position, right? Mm. For us as Christians, we should not emphasize what our culture says, but what does the Bible say? What's a standard Christian practice? That's the grand norm for us, you know? Mm. I'm not saying all culture is bad. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that there are some parts of my culture I cherish them so much. And they are consistent with the Bible. Okay? So while I'm not saying we should discard everything, we should emphasize that kind of a balanced position where we are able to raise boys and girls in such a way that they assume the rightful position that God expects them to, to assume. And by the way, who says weakness is a sign of, of being kind of, or being soft? But let me just even say uh, being, feeling. Who says it's a sign of, weak, well, of, mm. of weakness? Is it weakness? No. Not really. Mm. Well, you say not really. It is mm. not. Okay. It is <laughs> not. <laughs> Otherwise, what are you going to see of God? Mm. Okay. Mm. Doesn't he love? Yeah. He does. Didn't God say He's going to carry us, you know, the way a shepherd will carry young ones that are? Ha- mm. Oh, if God will do that, then uh, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine something. Maybe we'll about talk about that later. <laughs> so you say, imagine yeah.
0: something about the whole men cooking and things like that. In fact, me generally. Yeah. I actually say that men are even better cooks than women. <laughs> <laughs> like, most of the time, I actually taste like. If I'm my mom was not going to hear this podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> I can remember there was a time when my dad yeah. decided to make stew for us because he was like, he was the one who taught my mom how to make stew.
2: That's interesting. So
0: then when he made stew for us, and when my mom decided to make stew, I don't know if maybe because we're used to her stew, but then when my dad, so everybody was rushing the food, the food film finished. <laughs> Herself, she was surprised, like, ah. Don't let guys finish this food quickly. What happened? I don't want you to talk yeah. because we didn't want to, want to make her, like make her feel bad. Yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but generally, if I feel like men are better cooks than okay,
2: them,
1: okay. I pound
2: <laughs> Yam very well. So if you want <laughs> <one> pound jam, <laughs> call me anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, how are our behaviors or beliefs influenced by our biological sex?
2: How are our behaviors? behaviors
1: or our beliefs influenced? by our biological sex, like being a girl, being a boy, how does it affect how we behave or what we believe in? Is it just like um, the way roles are inherited or learned or passed down from parents to generation? Mm-hmm. Or does, does it really affect how we behave? Like being a girl, being a boy... Does it affect? Okay,
2: you know, before we started, I was saying I don't want you to tell me your questions ahead. I want it to be spontaneous. Now I'm wishing I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the in terms of beliefs, okay. Uh, if I understand what uh, you mean by belief belief system, I think mm. whether we are boys or we are girls, God has given each one of us the same kind of mind.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. And the same kind of belief that brings us to faith, to salvation, whether you are a girl, you are a boy, you are a man, you are a woman, is the same kind of faith. And, and I believe, since that's why a six-year-old kid, boy or girl, can confess Christ and accept him because he made the confession, he believes with the heart and made the confession. And a 70-year-old man can do the same. Okay. So I, I don't think in that sense, per se, okay, that uh, our sex has anything to do with what we believe and what we don't believe okay Mm -hmm. now but god has also created some characteristics in us that distinguishes us as either a boy or a girl which we cannot deny okay and that would also have an impact on the kind of things you might want to indulge in now this i'm saying this rather loosely okay but if you look at even kids, the kind of games that boys will play, they mm-hmm. differ from the games girls will play. Yeah. And that's just because we're different. Yeah. Okay. Now, we are beginning to see a close, uh, the, the, the difference in sexes are beginning to close up, right? Unfortunately so. But do you know that that those aspects of closing the gap between the sexes, they are learned issues. People are taught to believe. People are indoctrinated to believe. But physiologically, men are still men. Women are still women. We are different. Okay? So to that extent, even though we deny that difference and now we, we look at somebody, you are, you are looking, is it a man or a woman? Is it a boy or a girl? Physiologically, we are still different because the way God has created us still remains distinct. Mm-hmm. Okay, Now, whether that has an impact on the way we now believe, on the way we behave, I think the the difference is not really that much. It's just in terms of how we manifest that which is inside of us, okay? A young man who uh, doesn't know God, who is not believing in God, would engage in activities that go with the kind of physical being that he has, okay? A girl in the same situation would do something different. Okay, so in terms of behavior, yeah, there are differences, but the inherent thing in us that makes us behave the way we behave or makes us believe the way we, what we believe is the same mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It's just the way we live it out, the way we express it that differs, and that is just because of the vehicle that is conveying uh, those particular beliefs or behaviors. Otherwise, I think essentially we are, what God has endowed each one of us is the same, basically.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Where do you think traditional gender roles come from? Like, like I asked earlier, boys are meant to do things like this. Girls are meant to do things like this. So Mm. where do you think they must have come from?
2: Well, I, I, I think, um, essentially, uh, if I look at my own life, Mm. okay. As, as a young as a little child growing up, you know, in a community where men, you know, farm. In my place, men go out to farm very early in the morning. They leave the house at daybreak. Before daybreak, they're ready out and they stay on the farm. They walk from morning, they come back at night. Women stay at home, take care of the children, cook some food. Sometimes they take the food to the men in in the farm. Sometimes the men cook in the farm. So traditionally, those roles are kind of defined and they're not that complex okay? You're either a woman, you stay at home, look after the children and do the house chores or you're on the farm as, 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 uh, as a guy. But then, I got to some parts of this country and I discovered that it is women that go to the farm.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. And men stay at home and do a few things, some of them we don't want to talk about, right? Okay. <laughs> now, if those roles are reversed. In the same country, I'm not talking about a different continent. In the same Nigeria, Mm. one community, it is the men that go to the farm. Another community in Nigeria, it is the women that go to the farm. Mm. Now, are this really, you you can begin to ask yourself questions. Mm. How well defined are they? Who is right? Who is wrong? Mm. But the point I'm making is this. If women can go to farm in one community and men can go to farm in another community, it means both men and women can go to farm. Mm. But then the environment in which you grow in the cultures around us will now shape those roles and say, this is what a man should do. This is what a woman should mm-hmm. not do. So for me, growing up in that community, when we were growing up as young boys, mm-hmm. we were chased out of the kitchen. In fact, if you enter the kitchen, you get beaten as if a little boy. <laughs> because that's where girls are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Boys don't stay in the kitchen. And was why I didn't know how to cook early. You know, I learned how to cook when I was on youth service and, of course, I suffered for it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, that's a story for another day. So, basically, these rules are learned based on what um, the environment itself dictates. Mm-hmm. So, they are not sacrosanct that they, from community to community, from culture to culture, they are the same. They differ depending on where you are growing up from. Mm-hmm. So, they are learned from those cultures that we come up with and now, even though the, the, the environment which we are living in is changing, is transiting, mm. we have not been able to let go of those things that we brought from that culture where we were working. Mm. For example, when I was growing up, I, I, I told you what happened. Mm. Now, if I'm a, father now, I, I'm a father now, I can now bring those things here and now and say, look, boys, don't go to the kitchen, you, you're, not, you're not supposed to be there. Mm. But are they going to the farm? I don't have a farm to take them to. Mm. Okay, so I have to take into cognizance the change in the dynamics of the family relationship Mm. of the society in which we are living in to groom boys and girls that can fit into the environment they are in. Now, I should not live using those rules from those past periods that are no longer, uh, uh, suitable Mm. for the circumstances in which we find ourselves. So those rules came from those events from the back that we've learned and we just pass them on from one generation to the other. Okay. So, as a
0: young person now, let's say you grew up being a very good man, a very good guy and things like that. What usually triggers some men to exhibit toxic masculinity?
2: Okay. Uh, I I think um, maybe we need to ask ourselves what are those things uh, that we see and we say now this is toxic uh masculinity okay one of it is violence Mm. Mm. and unfortunately we are seeing more and more uh cases of violence Mm. and when i talk about violence it's not only violence between husband and wife violence Mm. even parents fathers to children fathers to um uh, cousins of your children and all that, nephews and and nieces staying with you, violence even to other men. Mm. Okay, so one of those things that brings about, uh, uh, or one way in which that toxin begins to influence people is people begin to exhibit traits that are no longer acceptable in a given environment. And apart from uh, violence, we see a lot of uh, young men these days Mm. engaging in a lot of drug use and other things, finding expressions and so on and so forth. You really want to be a guy, you must belong, you must do this. Those who are real men do this, those who are. Unfortunately, you know, like. about, uh, about November or December, I went to exercise, and where we normally exercise is as a group. You know, there's a clubhouse nearby, and I saw posters of different kinds of beers, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't remember the names now, like star. In fact, the star says, if you want to be a star, who doesn't want to be a star? <laughs> Everybody wants to be a star, right? Yeah. Th- there's one, what is this, this Triumph or something? I one not know say Black Strength. Mm-hmm. Those are all alluring things that a young person wants to be. Mm-hmm. You want to be a star. You want to be victorious. You want to be strong. You like black. You know, those are the kind of things that beacons. Unfortunately, these are the very things that sows the seed of the toxins we are talking about. Mm. Imagine a guy who is drunk. You lose self-control. Because the moment you lose your senses to alcohol, you cannot really control your senses otherwise. And your propensity to violence and other crimes gets higher so it is these things that creeping into our lives sometimes unknowingly unknowingly they creep creeping gradually gradually until they take a a hold of our life because once it gets to a point of addiction then you've lost control completely right Mm -hmm. and then what happens then is that we begin to exhibit those toxins or those things that makes us toxic in ourselves so those are the variables that comes in that compromise us as 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 men we were supposed to be and even as young adults, that we supposed to be.
0: Okay. So how do you deal with, like, okay, let's say you find, you find out that, okay, I'm a toxic person and I want to change. How do you, or how does somebody come out from that shell of toxic masculinity?
2: Uh, there are many ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's only one way that succeeds if you ask me. Okay. Okay. One of the ways is New Year resolutions. This year, I'm going to change. <laughs> <laughs> but does that really work? But does it really work? Maybe for one week, maybe for two weeks. If you're lucky, one month. Mm-hmm. I've tried doing your Resolutions oh, so many times in the past. But it doesn't work. Some people say, okay, read this book, do this, do that. But there's only one sure way that I know that works for people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is turning your life over to Christ completely. Mm-hmm. That's one sure way I know it. For every person that I've known, that I know, that I've tried it, I know it has worked. It has worked for me. Okay, maybe, when I, I wouldn't say I was really super toxic kind of a thing. You know, you are, you are not that big, you can't bully people around that much. <laughs> so I, 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 I didn't probably get to that extreme side. But the moment I gave my life to Christ, things started changing about my life. But just giving your life to Christ itself alone is not just it. That is just the start. We need to work on it and cultivate that. So how can someone who is toxic change his ways? As far as I know, the surest way to do that is to realize that that human nature in you that has made you toxic... Is the fallen nature that you are no longer where God wants you to be. But God can restore you. Okay? The Bible talks about the fact that we have all fallen short of God's glory. Isn't it? Mm. But the grace of God has been made manifest to us also. Free of charge. That's the good part about it. If you go for rehabilitation, you paid thousands of naira, isn't it? But God's rehabilitation is free of charge. It's been paid for. Just accepting that offer of salvation. Because the Bible says anyone who is in Christ is what? A new, a new
0: creation.
2: Old things are passed away. And everything is become yeah. new. So yeah. all those toxic ways, <laughs> we would expect them to pass away. Yeah. But let's be careful. Does that happen automatically? No. No. no it's a process, isn't it? It's a process. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it takes time. So not just giving your life to Christ, but you walk on yourself now as a child of God, you begin to now do those things that you know God wants you to do. You walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. Develop yourself. Mm. But okay. the first thing is that turning around.
1: Okay. okay. So um, from all, all we've said, we can see that um, people become toxic due to um, societal influence and also peer pressure. So even some of us can pressurize somebody into becoming toxic without even knowing it like the um examples we gave wife selling their husband see your mates and so and what advice do you have to give us so that we'll not um unknowingly push someone into becoming toxic
2: okay you, you I, I agree with you absolutely that we we can push people into becoming toxic okay and uh the only thing is that even when we do that, we're just igniting the fire that is already in that person. Okay? You know, like they say, look, if you shake a bottle, the only thing that comes out of it is what is inside, is inside it. Inside. Okay. So even when you pressurize somebody, it's because there's already that seed in that person. You just help it to come out of that person. So by nature, that nature just comes out naturally. But uh, you, you ask, what can we do? You know, to avoid a situation where we pressurize people into doing things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think one of the uh, best things we can do for people we really love and care about, mm-hmm. okay, is to be selfless towards them.
0: Okay.
2: Because when you are selfless in your relationship with somebody, because usually you put pressure on somebody with whom you have a relationship, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Put pressure on your kids. Put pressure on your parents. Put pressure on your your siblings. You can't put pressure on somebody you don't know. Mm. Or somebody you don't have a relationship with. Mm. Okay? So in that relationship between you and that person, whether it's your kid, your spouse, your friend, your sibling, if you are selfless, then you seek what is best for that person not what is best for you. Unfortunately, very often we go into relationship because of what we can get out of the relationship. What is in it for me? And the moment we begin to put ourselves first, then sometimes we don't even know we are crossing the line and pushing the other person the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But when you put the other person first, then you next, then ultimately, constantly, you are seeking what is good for my wife, what is good for my children, what's good for my parents, what's good for my friend. Then, you stop looking at putting pressure on that person. You put pressure on yourself to be there for that person. And you can't put pressure on yourself for somebody else except you are selfless. So one of the basic ways for us to really avoid a situation where we we put unnecessary pressure on people is to put them first. Be selfless. How can you be there for that person? How can you come alongside that person? What does that person need that you can provide? What gaps can you fill in that person's life? At that point in time, you are no longer putting pressure on that person. You are putting pressure on yourself to be a true friend to be a true husband to be a true mother a true wife and in that sense you just begin to reduce those things that otherwise will have pressurized that person into being who is not designed to be
1: okay um do you have any closing words for or pieces of advices again apart from what you've already said
2: well closing words, advice i think essentially even in trying to be the real man, don't pressurize yourself.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: Be authentic to yourself. And allow God to work out in you what he wants you to be. Remember, in Ephesians, Paul said, Ephesians chapter 4, can remember the verse 9, he said, look, God has given to us his divine nature that we should be like him, that we should be like him in holiness and righteousness. So, let's allow God to walk that out in our lives. And it, it happens when we release ourselves to him, we surrender to him, and we put him first in everything. Because at the end of the day, when we seek to please God, we seek to please others. Not pleasing others in doing whatever things they want us to do, mm-hmm. but elevating them to the position where they're supposed to be as far as relationships are concerned. So my final word, let's grow up. And for men particularly, if you are a man, keep growing.
0: Mm.
2: It doesn't happen one day. And for young men, you know there's a tendency to always sleep back into becoming a boy.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's allowed once in a while. But remember that you must keep growing. Mm. Okay. And as we all keep growing, we'll come to that fullness. Just like our motto said, presenting everyone complete maturity. Mm. It comes with time, but there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Allow God that to, to bring that to pass in your life and it will be t- a testimony to his goodness
0: amen. Mm-hmm. amen so thank you very much for the wise words <laughs> i'm sure with this a lot of people listening maybe those mm-hmm. that won't have the toxic traits maybe you listening to what all you've said maybe we'll see a change or they'll be able to see a change in themselves mm. amen mm-hmm. amen
1: <laughs> another thing that you need to do to achieve that is to stop comparing yourself you don't compare your success with another person's own because everybody is on their lane, so to say. God has placed you with a different purpose. And when you start comparing yourself to your mates that are excelling, you begin to do things that normally you wouldn't do being in your own position. May no. God help us even as we try to live out our lives just as the way he has marked for us and not... Do it as other people say we should. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know,
2: as you said those last words, I just remember something someone said. I said, Look, don't get involved in a rat race. Mm. Because even the winner is still a rat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you very much, sir, Thank for you. your time. You're welcome.
0: Thank you to our daddy for blessing us with so much words of wisdom. And thank you to our listeners for staying with us through to the end. We really hope you were blessed. And if you were, then please share this episode with someone you care about. Yeah, and special thanks to Nath and for producing and mixing this episode. Remain blessed.